All right. Uh, before I shower off my jog, um, which I very, very much needed. Um, and super crease everywhere. <laughs> and this is this is why I guess it's um, uh, just as important that I'm rolling out this season so quickly. Um, I'm kind of going against like my. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't really say that I have any, like, one set way of belief, but I'm kind of going against my my 48 laws, which have been working so well for me. And one of the one of the 48 laws is to um, <laughs> um, is scarcity, like the less of something there is, the, the more people will like need it and want it and that I mean like kind of goes against what I'm doing with this season not that I've exercised that but I see I see that when I take my hiatuses and I take my off time that it does like greatly affect like the numbers and that it seems like there's this um there's this like forceful energy of like the no come back there's there's got to be more and there is always more story but those hiatuses and breaks that I take are so so important for me as like a writer and just like as a person to recover because a lot of the time I spend my hiatus is like uh like 100% in airplane mode off the grid like not really not really doing anything with anybody and spending a lot of time just like in the world um you know that's become such a like it's become like such a material thing like um you know, Super Cree is, is very, very real in some senses, um, in the way that I can kind of, like, try to abandon it, and it will always, like, find me as if it's, like, a calling that needs to be, like, you know, written, a story that needs to be told. So that um, being said, um, Super Cree has a variety of powers and abil abilities. She is, a, a, like, an extraterrestrial hybrid um, like demigod of some sorts, I think. I don't think there is any definitive, like, thing that she is. It's just, like, a, you know, a superhero in, in like, a, in, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying not to use, I'm trying not to use overuse words, but she does have, like, a variety of powers and, and a variety of, like, um, senses in the way that, you know, like, she's, she's even, there's even, um, like, this, <laughs> this battle that she has with Thor, um, and she actually ends up, like, winning, winning his hammer. Um, in a, I think it's like a game of pool. No, they actually they're playing pool in like this um, interdimensional bar where like all of the where basically like everything everything that exists is like it's kind of like this. Um, it's it's actually uh, off an exit on the highway to hell, uh, which is like a, a I guess a metaphorical term for this like road out in like distant beyond outer space. It's just literally like. <laughs> eons and eons of nothingness before you get like to the to the other side basically or to the outer realms or or off the grid in the sense of the the multi-dimensional like yeah, out out of time you know where you get it into a place into places where there are no time and no space that are technically like off the off the uh like you know um like the intergalactic um you know jurisdiction so so to speak where everything is just like this um, like all things, all things that exist go there. So that um, includes like all the fictional characters that have, in a sense, because of their their um, notoriety, become like very real things or very real people. Um, so of course, there's like a lot of um, multi-dimensional elements, you know, crossovers with like the Marvel universe, the Harry Potter universe, 
um, you know, of course, like Nickelodeon, Disney, all that, anything you grew up watching basically on TV or, you know, in movies is, is like a part of the series. And so that gives me as like a creator more, like more to, there's always more to work with because like there are some things that like I've taken in in my existence that I've not really like, um, thought about until I see like somebody wearing a t-shirt with it, you know? Or some, you know, somebody um, t like just brings it up, or like somebody, like the other day, somebody's ringtone, like made this sound, and I was like, oh my god, like I know, I know that sound, like what is it? And they're like, what's this? I was like, duh. So I'm, I'm constantly being, you know, reminded in my external world of this like reality that's like so multidimensional that sometimes it's very much beyond me. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> there's, um, there's, um, yeah, this place, this bar, basically, this like uh, highway not really a hole in the wall it's just like a like a like a place um in the same place i don't even i don't think i don't they might be at tits um tits <laughs> tits is a uh no i don't think they're at tits they're at like some bar but it's cl it's like in the same area um because i think that's that's basically like like where um the bamforamps um and if i haven't explained the bamforamps i might as well get to that i did i did explain exactly what a bamforamp was like in the very early like um in the early versions of the seasons and like I've I've definitely published it there was even for for a long time like a YouTube video that like explained exactly like what the Bamframps were and like what their their um like what their duties are what their duties include and what their title is or what their role is in the series um but yeah the they're um on their way to tits which is like basically the the it's like the Disneyland of titty bars. Um, like, it's, like, basically the best place that you can go, like, for adult entertainment. Um, Super Cree owns it, and I think with, like, a number of her Eliases and Dylan Francis, which is, like, um, something, something ridiculous that just kind of happened very early on in, like, the creation of the series, which is, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> they own this bar that's, like, this this incredible, like, it's not even a nightclub. It's just all, it's open all the time. Um, but since they're 24 hours and it is owned by Super Cree and a number of her aliases, like, it's very ethically, uh, it's, like, very ethically run. Like, they have very high, like, salaries for the girls and the girls are, like, taken care of, like, it, like extensively well. And, um, kind of, like, breaking the, breaking the norm on, like, what, you know, um, like, you would expect of, like, basically a strip club. But it's not just a strip club. It's, like, a multi-level, it's almost like an amusement park. Um, with tits and so I mean like it's literally it's called tits it's like big t little i big t little s um and, and that's out in the it has to actually be outside of like intergalactic jurisdiction because of it's like it's so it's so it's too ethical like there's they're like you can't treat employees this way and and you know like there's child care and housing provided for all the employees and like it's like it's basically like the most ideal place to work um which is like against you know um capitalism and corporate you know greed and all that so it can't be anywhere on earth it can't be any you know it has to be outside of the intergalactic you know uh it has to be it has to be in the external dimensions where the, anything goes um so yeah um that's like super Kree is is a fictional character and a superhero and so like there's you know all these different battles she mostly battles djs um just because she's a superstar dj and so like most of those battles have have you know some element of like music involved where it's like a dj battle and you know for for a long time in the series like there's no 
shit like for she just she pretty much like wakes up a superstar dj and is like i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing i don't know how i got here i don't know how i got to this dimension like this is not you know and so she's basically like learning by trial and error and only you know um ever really wins these battles and sometimes she is defeated um you know like she is very early early on in the in the um origins of the legend of super kree like defeated by um defeated <laughs> I have to be careful with my words here because I'm understanding that like I'm understanding about spells and like words are spells um you know and that's like one of the original like spoken language is like one of the original forms of like you know um divinity and magic and so like I'm I'm super careful with my words but Super Kree has she wears a cape um against <laughs> against the um the um <laughs> she against edna mode's um preferences of course and edna mode from the incredibles is like you know um like a cameo character they're like they're friends like actually a number of her aliases are actually friends with this this woman this you know um because they they all need they all need uh super suits they all need costumes um, and so they, they all have their, their various interactions with Edna, but <laughs> Super Kree wears a cape mostly to like, d to hide the, the fact that she has nine knives in her back. Um, and her, uh, the ninth, the ninth knife is actually not a knife at all. It's, it's the sword of Skrillex. Um, because like I said, early in this, early, early in the season, she is like defeated. Um, and I guess, I guess I could go a little bit into detail here about how um in in the original like sense of things like in one of the first things that came out of the festival project and it's not even the first movie in the festival project the first movie in the pro the festival project is festival trip um which i think i've talked about but i can talk about it more later um but i'm talking about super Cree right now just to kind of like so that people have a basis for what is like happening um, I guess in the series is you can like like the 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 number of downloads is like constantly increasing so I know that it has like a following and I know that it has like a number of listeners and like despite the things that have happened um like the harassment and the the you know the weird the weird things that have happened surrounding this um like even in even to include um the fact that there was a video um, with me like kind of acting out parts of the series and still playing all of the characters and that just that came off of YouTube um after um you know unfortunately that like my my youtube got into the wrong hands and so I, I couldn't um continue to have that in a public space and and be or feel safe um and so that that came down and and you know it probably won't go back onto youtube until i i have a greater sense of um like um security over my intellectual property and of my of the security of my actual like person um you know that that being said um very very early uh it is copyrighted though um so there so everything on everything pretty much from um i think i started doing the copyright in like two in like you know season four just because i kept seeing things that were so like too similar to my things to not be thinking that hey like somebody 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 you know with more connections and you know more um privilege and more more 
very more um, versatility in Hollywood than I have is getting around with my ideas and making money off of them and, and I'm struggling and I'm not having a good time. I don't think that it's right that somebody should be able to do that. So I, I you know, have done my best to like copyright and make sure that those things are um, marked with my, my, my watermark or my intellectual property. Um, but yeah, um, let's see, super green, super green her powers. So, um, of course the ninth, the ninth knife in her back is the sword of Skrillex. She is defeated by, um, him or it, that entity in the, in the, um, after after scary monsters and super Kree, because scary monsters and super Kree is kind of like the the beginning of this like hero's journey um where she's like approached by the, the I, she's initially just approached by like the monsters of scary monsters and and nice sprites um and like told you know and, and even like david bowie on a on a slice of flying pizza via this um strange lucid um you know like teleportation through time and space in this weird like shared collective consciousness of like a of like a god dream like basically um just because um yeah um yeah no um anyway scary monsters uh the scary monsters uh approach super kree before she's even i mean like she's like she's actually technically already super kree as we explore later in the the legend of super kree because the legend of super kree is actually after scary monsters and super kree um there's already like this whole super kree thing and then it it, uh, it doesn't really take form until like much later until at this point in the series actually um that the monsters approach super kree and they're like hey we're gonna um like come with us and she's like no i have to go to work i have a job <laughs> and they're like no come with us and like take her away to this like super magical place um you know where the monsters and the sprites like live and she sees this like super colorful world this very synesthetic adventure of like this this like living through the the everything <laughs> you know living through this everything through this this um album this work of art that has you know for for the most part been forgotten um by the character in the in the in this part of the series is like oh yeah this exists like <laughs> but it's it's more than that they kind of take her through this portal um opening the doors of perception which you know of course is visiting it, it touches on anything in the music world and in the um you know um um in in the in that realm in the fourth dimension and and onward and becomes very much more than four dimensional and becomes like multi dimensional in the sense that they're like okay we're gonna um, take you to this place now um, and all the, all these things happen and she she goes on this journey um, <laughs> you know to to um, do basically I don't want to give away too much of it because then it wouldn't be fun to watch or fun to read as I release very very small portions of this like very epic saga um, which I'm trying to do but also like you know um, just just taking my time in in um, in in still um, like recovering from like I feel like I'm just waking up into a world I like I've been sleeping for like all this time that I've been writing because like it it's very much sometimes like I can go into like a whole 
of writing and then come out with like okay like I have half a movie or even a whole movie after like being in that hole and being like where the fuck did I go yeah and understanding that like I was I was there I was I was like omnipresent but like almost in a sense out of my body or when I'm typing this way or when I'm writing this way or even using my phone to write like I'm basically just like very uh yeah, almost out of body like my body just becomes a channel for the for the story that's being told in in this way um so so yes um the journey begins of course with the monsters saying hey um basically sos um you know which is like um <laughs> you know um code i try i try to like i said be careful with my words um, but they're like, SOS, and she's like, what the fuck, I have to go to work, I have a job, uh, I don't have time for it. Like, the monsters come and, like, scare the ever-living bejesus out of her, literally, um, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and they're like, come with us and take her to this very colorful, magical world um, where she's reminded of, of things. Um, and it's almost like, it is almost like a, um, um, like what's that fucking story Ebenezer Scrooge the, a Christmas a, a, some, a Christmas story I don't know but basically where like the ghost of Christmas past come and they like take him and they're like remember this and or the future present past whatever it's it's basically like on along the same lines of like hey remember this time and remember this time and this is why you need to do this SOS we need super Cree. and then like drop her back off and like <laughs> what she thinks is like her original world but no like in in fact she has become very part of like the the everything is everything and that's that's when the origins of the legend of super Cree is kind of like um brought about in that way um which leads to of course like um i think following uh scary monsters and super Cree is of course the legend of super Cree. and in between i think like the second and third season or something or after the fourth season is the movie to you um and to you too, which is like her journey to to finally find this um, this person or this entity because like nobody really knows like what the fuck this energy is like maybe it is an alien maybe it is like this um, um, you know like it's it's very much like a questionable there's no definitive you know power that Super Cree uh, or any any character in this is respectively it's just kind of like this um, this. Uh, omnipotent everything force that's just this that works in in all the ways that it can and does everything that it you know everything and everything you know everything is everything um let's see where am i super and her powers so yes um she is in initially like defeated but not necessarily destroyed um and ends up with the 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 sword um the sword of skrillex and I think that was three, so hopefully nothing bad happens to me. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, ends up with this, and then just kind of in in the journey, like, that's when Legends is brought about. So between the Legend of Super Cree, um, the Scary Monsters of Super Cree, the Legend of Super Cree, 2U, 2U2, and then Legends. That's kind of when Legends happens because, like, now we have, like, all of, like, everything from the dance world and all of the DJs are, like, trying to battle this, like, um, mysterious base god, basically, um, that has seemed to come out of, like, the... <laughs> that has seemed to have erupted from the summoning that, that happened at, at EDC. 
um, where they're, you know, basically um, summoned this, like, energy, this very ancient energy out of, like, the, the um, basically out of a black hole, let's just say that, out of the void um, in the, the timeless, um, the, the, the timeless place in the external universe, basically. Um, has summoned this energy and has um, has um, <laughs> collided with Supercree in the sense that, that, that she is just kind of going through all these things and collecting her, you know, kind of like, you know, um, building her abilities like in the, the Avatar, um, the, the last Airbender Avatar, not the James Cameron movie, which is not, you know, not that I hate that movie or anything, but I just don't get it that much I don't know I haven't even seen the new one but that's probably for the best I kind of keep myself in a in a um <laughs> in a movie list tv list music list void um in order to avoid like you know things being borrowed that are not necessarily like my 100% creative energy um because I can't remember what it's called but you can like borrow by accident from things that you've like seen and then forgotten and then like think that this is like your original idea but it's not this is something that you saw or read um at some point and so i try to avoid that at all costs and it's been working for the most part like not watching tv or reading um you know more than a few very select like authors or, or readings or writings um staying off the internet not really using social media is like um has fueled my creativity intensely and so like I know that the music that I that I come up with is my music because it comes out of my head like if I'm sleeping you know or it, it it basically is drawn to me um in an you know in a number of ways with my synesthesia like they're you know um if if lights are blinking in a certain pattern it sounds like something to me and so I try and I try to as as best translate that whatever I'm hearing or seeing or feeling I try and translate that um into my music into my mixes and, and just very um very much that like it with with as much originality um basically because I see that there's there's a, there's like a lack of originality but then you know I've talked about it on this series I've talked about it with other people that just like the people that are being in the mainstream the people that are being put on are not really coming from where I've had to come from so far they're coming from like people with connections people with money like if you have if you have a certain amount of money like you can just get your manager to like you can just go do a collab with Dylan Francis it's not that fucking hard like but that dude is basically for sale any fucking way like <laughs> like he he's like a, a big flying fucking realty poster but yeah um but that that goes to I'm just using him you know I'm just um <laughs> you know using him as the fall guy because he is that um but basically that that goes with like any any dj in the industry or any like the club standard in this very very um no offense whitewashed and very very like closed circle industry is just like i had my little dj heart broken when i think when i thought that i was going to play edc when i first started like being a dj and actually like being okay at mixing and not even really knowing like what I was doing because um, now I have now I have like complete control over like the language of of music that I'm speaking in the in you know in my mixing and there's always more to learn um, there's always more things you know that I can do 
um, like now I'm getting into like live looping and like using Ableton and like now I'm like um, <laughs> you know kind of in a in a in between a rock and a hard place because I, I do want to incorporate all of the things that I do the singing and the dancing and the the you know multi-instrumentality I don't know I that's a word that I just made up but everything that I do I want to be able to like do on stage like while I'm DJing because it makes sense to me because I've never seen anybody do that before in the way that I know how to do naturally you know um so um so yeah just increasing my marketability which a lot of the time means shutting the fuck up and just um you know going along with the the program um so that's you know also why I'm trying to push out this season so I can kind of focus on being like a likable enough person that that people will want to hire me um you know sometimes that's just how it goes you can't tell you can't always be yourself like at your job and I realize that my job is me um so that's that's um that's where I'm at personally but where super Cree is is <laughs> everywhere at once basically um doing everything because that's her <laughs> she's she's um elementally like bound to this um she, she's actually like a part of the story in the story like filling in for jesus because jesus got fed up with his fucking job or basically got fed up with like the the selfishness in some people's requests and like took an extended leave or an extended vacation and so she's like filling in for jesus but doesn't even know that in the beginning she's just like uh temping you know for this weird like uh lady <laughs> um she's like temping and and uh, actually dylan francis in the story is doing like the same thing um which is like a it's like an elevated form of bamframping and bamframping is basically just like being a I, th- I think i can actually find like the there's no dictionary definition because it is a word that just came came out of like the like i i basically got my brain remixed um, at a certain point, um, creatively, and it was literally like a, <laughs> uh, I think that the, the word bamframp came as, like, a result of my brain, like, shutting down and restarting, um, and so, um, bamframp, which is a completely made-up word, um, but actually has a definition now, because it has to, um, bamframping is basically, like, bamframps are, like, time-traveling, like, uh, multi-dimensional beings with like certain elements or powers that have the ability to do or you know change things along this very um you know non-linear time you know have learned to like bend and manipulate um time and space um to for for the good of of um for the betterment of of society for the for the evolution of like the human species um, so that the, the, they don't destroy the planet one and that they're, they are not um, destroyed by the extraterrestrial uh, beings that are in favor of just annihilating humans that see humans as a parasite um, to the planet, which is basically true. Um, leaving trash everywhere is not cool. But anywho, <laughs> um, Supergree is kind of born out of this... Um, this um, um, thing um where was i so yeah um what else did i want to say about super crew 
because this episode is running long and I could talk about I could talk about the series forever because it's an actual thing at this point that's like very prevalent like I said I can walk away from it I can take my hiatus I can let it go offline and then things build in my actual external world to a point where it's like no like this is something that you have to do this is like part this is part of your purpose this is part of your blah 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 blah, blah. and it's become frustrating at times because it's it's mostly mostly you know just because like every everybody that you interact with is gonna be like money 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 and i'm like you know like i'm not like i said like that much of a material person um i'm i'm pretty simple in my like you know while i enjoy just as anybody does like while i enjoy you know smelling like eucalyptus after a two or three hour fucking workout um (laughs) you know or i i really like things neat and clean and orderly um you know certain certain things that are not like um you know are particularly important to a lot of people living in poverty um because survival is the important thing to to people uh living in poverty and i understand that i understand uh having to meet societal needs in order to like to to survive to to even dwell in your environment let alone thrive um which is a very challenging thing um but for me like yes being clean is 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 survival like is a need um is like a a thing that like no if i have to be dirty in a dirty place with dirty people all the time i'm gonna like deteriorate mentally and not be able to thrive or survive or even dwell uh, you know um and so that my hygiene cleanliness and hygiene is very very important to me um but you know certain things that could be considered material is not necessarily like mm. no i've been i've been wearing the same hair and pants for like over a year and i'm for the most part comfortable and happy just because i'm not really you know i don't care who looks at me you know it's it sometimes presents a challenge like being a, a dj and being like hey like you want to hire me and they're like you have to pull out your titties and and look cute and um <laughs> like it's so funny like i wear a dress maybe once every couple weeks like because because i have to do laundry and the way that people treat me when i'm like dressed like a female and look like a female is so drastic that it's just like holy shit like like people are so shitty um you know and i try not to think that way i try to give people the benefit of the doubt but people are so instagram and facebook has just changed everything to the point where it's like yo you're so used to seeing things through a filter you know you're so used to seeing girls caked in makeup and like wearing tube tops and like showing off their body that when you see somebody that's actually like a genuine person and i will be honest i don't think i've worn makeup uh i don't think i've worn makeup at all like since the beginning of the pandemic maybe twice and that's like yo that's pretty much i haven't worn makeup since like 2020 (laughs) um so i mean like and it's not that i don't want to it's just that um like i don't want to um so, so that when i do like it's actually like drastic just like when i when i go do my laundry and i wear a dress it's drastic in the way that people treat me so that i understand that you know a lot of people are just very um one-dimensional beings that only like you know appearances matter and so that's you know that's why we have so many fake female djs like i don't i don't know um like the better of a dj i got the more i realized that like a lot of these girls are just like like people will buy things because they like are sexy and so like they don't really have to do anything they don't have to really do any mixing they just show up in a really cute outfit 
you know and um they have ghost producers you know if they have music like a lot of a lot of hot girl djs don't even have music out you know um there there are very few standout talents in the actual edm industry that are like yo this girl's making her music she's doing everything by herself not with dudes who are trying to get into her pants because i noticed that a lot of girls are like you know like a lot of girls just have guys that are like yo you know like i'll help you do everything because you're so hot or whatever and you know it's it's like that in all in all facets of the industry so um everything is very very slow for me because not only am i i like juggling this like i have this series and i am a writer and a poet and a songwriter too but it's like i really am trying to like understand everything that i i need to know on my own about like making bass music and like and, and you know tweaking those frequencies and, and doing all those things and so um yeah but i also have the legend of super Cree, which is like you know uh of of calling it's all a calling so i just have to learn how to be more um <laughs> i just have to learn how to to be more like super Cree in the way that she does do everything without even thinking um you know because at, at a certain point she is like this <laughs> this all omnipotent god being because like she she is like um technically defeated um not not by any any you know um it's is more of like a uh, an entity and that's like the, the thing the thing that the extraterrestrials are trying to fight there's like this war it's basically like the great war that's talked about in like every religious text and every human um every all you know all humans have like an apocalypse theory like you know after this war after the third world war or whatever basically it's like the war of the worlds where it's like you know, you know, um, good versus evil. It's like, it's the classic story of good versus evil. And every, every culture has that on this planet. And every, you know, every story is told basically through that there's a hero and there's a villain. And, and so like, basically this, this entity or, um, you know, takes, takes out Super Cree, um, because they have fears that she may try to like influence people politically with all of her, you know, uh, basically her powers her, her energies and so that she, she's taken out but she um you know she ascends into this um and I'm, I'm giving away like parts of the story but these parts of the story at this point were in season seven with the legend of super Cree have already been published their entire they're like there there's been episodes where in the description i'll just post the entire film script like the whole feature length 160 page movie you know and i still haven't posted the big, the great big book of dylan francis because it's too like actually that shit is like glitching out my google documents because it's too big like so it won't even let me open it because it won't load all the way so i mean like i can't even i can't even do anything with that really but and it, sh it shouldn't have been written i still stand by that statement um that that i don't i don't know what happened there but it it's a thing until it's not i've even tried to delete it and it won't let me delete it because it's just <laughs> just like sitting in the cloud somewhere fucking being being the great big book of dylan francis um and yeah but <laughs> anywho um yeah there there are entire movie scripts out there that are fortunately at this point like copyrighted and do um, belong to me but like i said hollywood is kind of just this gross dirty sick place full of rich people with no originality whatsoever 
Um, so that's why, you know, we're in like the world of remakes and the world of like, let's just do this again because we'll know we know that people pay for it and make money. And it's just like, ah, whatever. I'm I'm doing I'm doing this weird avant-garde underground thing, and even to the point where it's like somebody somebody today saw my saw my super Cree tattoo because she has a she has like a you know just like the bat signal they they use this this uh, sign to summon her like sometimes you know that's how she's been around because like ba- basically everybody's looking for this being that has to always like leave every dimension because like there's always some kind of fight and she's like a very she's like a she's peaceful and she's like ah like every time she she comes up against a, a battle or a villain she's like i don't want to fight like what the fuck you know and she has to like she has to and that's how she gains abilities is like when she when she has these victories and these battles like oh new ability and you know realizing that she's basically like playing a game and then in the sense of multi-dimensionality there is like she is just a fictional character in a game and it is like basically like this 3d um augmented reality game that's like very very intricate um you know like an mmorpg if i'm saying that right or even like an open world kind of like grand theft auto in the way that like she is just a fictional character and there are people like playing this game and the 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 top players you know will will most likely have like a predominant sense of like what is happening like what you know like what's controlling her um, in a sense, in in a, in a you know, in a sense of multi-dimensionality, even even to the point where like sometimes the person playing will just like switch to another character and they'll be like, "What the fuck? Like, where's Super Cree?" Because like she realized she's like, "Oh, I'm being controlled. Like, I I gotta switch into another you know dimension." Um, and whatever is in the, you know, um, and because it is like these interdimensions or these multi-dimensions are so infinite, sometimes there's no, like, even if she wants to, um, in a sense, go back, um, cause like I said, there's no linear time, there's no need for it where, you know, um, in, in her actual reality, there's no need for a linear time. Like she comes from a very all loving, all, all knowing, all seeing place and thing where they're like time is very um you know regressive and it's not it's it's a um it's a dominant factor of an unevolved primitive species you know that is basically like controlled and guided through slavery that's that's the way that this energy or this force that acts as a channel through supercree sees it and so she's she's from this timeless place all-knowing thing you know and so um there's no going back in the sense that there's no linear time but she you know trying to trying to revisit certain dimensions where she may have you know done something or said something or or lost something and not being able to even really find that place because she's ascended or or moved so so drastically out of it that there's no you know there's no particular path back to that place um and so like the the only way that she may end up back in that place is being summoned or um you know or opening up a a portal by by doing a certain number of things um things that may seem strange but basically unlock um unlock things like the like the way that like I think that like uh, summer in Rick and Morty like rearranges these flies and it like opens up like like um i think i can't remember i think morty was like that's so dumb summer she's like maybe if we rearrange the flies like it'll open like a portal or something and morty's like don't be fucking stupid but then that's the thing that does she's like ah like rearranging the flies open like so doing like weird things that like seem weird 
um, or out of place will like open a portal for her to like be able to like revisit a certain thing if that if there is a need you know um because she can only really go where she's needed um or you know she can um that that's that's part of being super creative that's one of her abilities um she has a glitter gun because i think after i'm pretty sure after she gets the sword of skrillex she's just like she's like nah she's like sworn to celibacy and she's like vf um (laughs) like fuck this and so um she she's she's kind of like anti 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 everything no she's she's like very anti um romance or anti like she's she's not she she doesn't like dudes anymore she you know she's not a lesbian per se um but she's just like um anti romance is not can't trust anybody and so she has this glitter gun and she uses it against her male opponents like especially male opponents like in in <laughs> relationships because this glitter gun um basically like showers you with like kisses and like leaves lipstick stains and glitter all over you um and basically it just makes it look like you've been cheating (laughs) in effect it makes your girlfriend break up with you because like it looks you know like (laughs) like i think it sprays you with perfume this glitter gun um like yeah so she leaves like you know glitter and confetti um everywhere um she just kind of is just like this um (laughs) this weird super girly um almost the villain at a certain point because she doesn't have any basis for like trust or you know like what what love is and doesn't really believe that it's any more than like this romanticized hollywood um thing um and so yeah i'm getting i'm getting close to like 40 um 40 minutes i'm at 40 minutes so uh i think that's i think that's it i kind of wanted to put this out there as like a um while i work on like the rest of the season like i said i'm kind of in like as a writer in a in a weird uh like i'm in a weird time lock where i understand the series like timeline for myself enough to know that like everything that gets put out there um has to go in like a certain way and then also like also losing those mixes is kind of i'm like whoa those mixes were specifically curated for this series and so um i think the last one that oh the last two that are out now um uh, but first coffee and then unity are the two (laughs) the two um mixes that are um again like have so much story in them um i don't really ever publish mixes with tracks track lists but because um djing is competitive it's a competitive industry and i've been jacked by like bigger djs um where it's like i know that i know that like i i'm the only one with this song i'm the only one playing it and then all of a sudden like some other dj is playing it because of this series um so i know i do know that like some people in my audience are fucking djs um and you know some of those djs might have more mobility than me more money more connections and so like you know it's just in in originality or you know sometimes that's just how it goes like i'm not gonna lie if if i do go to a club show i've got shazam on um all the time um and so um you know that's just kind of what we do is finding figuring out ways to tell our stories um you know um tell our stories and um i i can't hate it just you know it it's it's only it's only painful because i let it be and maybe that's the way that i'm i'm living out this um this reality of being um 
you know, um, like a, I'm basically like a multimedia machine. Um, when I write, I write, and when I sing, I sing, and and when I'm doing, when I'm doing, um, I think that what I will do now um, to give myself more time, and because I know that like whoever's listening can't necessarily even keep up with the speed that I'm releasing this season. Um, cause I'm doing it very quickly so that I can take another hiatus. Cause I just like, I, you know, um, I'm, I'm having a strange experience. Um, I did, I did, um, find a chapter where I was writing about this experience that I even forgot happened, honestly, where I was like riding on a bus, like a super, super, super packed city bus. And somebody was like super Cree. And it, it was so clear that I was like, holy shit, like, and it came from on the bus that I was like, um, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got off at a stop that I wasn't, <laughs> like, I was like, I'll just take the next bus or something, or I, th- I think I wanted to go get a can of beans, I was like, I'm gonna go to get groceries, I don't know, like, <laughs> it, I was like, who would even know about this, um, for the most part, like, I don't really talk about this series to other people, like, oh, you know, um, I, I was putting up QR codes for a while, but they weren't waterproof. So, I mean, like, anytime it rained, those QR codes would be, like, null and void. Or, you know, I used to have stickers for a while where I would just, like, hand it to people or put them up in airports, um, you know? So I think that's that's pretty much responsible for the, like, large cult following. I know that for a fact because, like, I don't know, I was in so many airports in so many cities that it's like, yeah, it makes sense that, like, somebody from these weird, strange countries that sometimes I've never even heard of would be, like, would see it and so it makes sense um but sometimes what doesn't make sense to me is the numbers because i'm like like whatever makes uh, like an episode more popular than another like one one episode might only get downloaded nine times versus a thousand and so like you know um i try not to look at the numbers too much because it, it like it throws me off a bit in the way that's like what's so interesting about this um, but there, are, you know, there it it is a multi-dimensional series, and so there are a number of codes and languages being spoken and written, and you know, a number of uh, spells being cast in a in a you know a certain way, so to speak. Um, I think, I think, that as an adult that has this you know, kind of Peter Panish way about me is that like. I don't necessarily see things like God and magic as being like those words, like those are the best words for them. But I mean, like the better word I think is probably just energy and the way that I see energy and feel energy and experience energy synesthetically, the way that these things are are kind of like a solid belief works for me. Um, you know, um, so, oh, I, I guess, I don't know. It's not really, I'm, it's not really affecting me that badly but i mean like i was doing a, um you know a, a music project that was very very short-lived um we we finally decided on the name anthropy um which was just like a word um that came out of nothing after you know and i'm uh, i'm kind of upset with myself because like it was like there like we couldn't decide on a name for like a week because like this this um musician um you know, um, was very much, like, um, kind of close-minded in a lot of ways, um, and, and maybe it's just because he was older than me, but I don't really see age as, like, that kind of thing, like, to me, like, a 40-year-old guy and me are the same age because of the way that guys develop, you know, you know, mentally, 
um and a lot of the time spiritually so i'm like 40 is my age you know 45 is my age like even like 50 you know i can i can look at a 50 year old guy and be like oh he's cute you know like i'm that age i'm an adult now so adults are adults to me um and i don't really see like a, oh you're you're young and you're a kid but like there sometimes i guess it does make a, a difference um generationally speaking where it's like you know like i was born in the 90s and if you grew up in the 90s then you have a you have a drastically experienced a different experience than me because of the way that technology has shaped our our um our culture and our, our society so i get that how somebody can be like hey oh you don't know because blah 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 but i don't know um kind of closed in a sense that it's like I'm a very conscious creature. I'm a very spiritual being. So we were, you know, incompatible in a lot of ways, but also like had um, like a certain compatibility and and being able to play. Um, so it's a, a short-lived project that's now over. Unfortunately, I was having a lot of time, uh, fun um, playing um, and and going to the studio um, every day and working. But you know, um, some things are everything is temporary, and some things are not meant to be. Um, so. It, um, um, yeah, um, so I will <laughs> go about posting some of the, the projects that I did with that, um, kind of using it as a, um, I, I have to take everything as, like, kind of like a, a nod from the universe that, like, if something isn't working, like, you know, then it's not going to work and it's going to end very quickly the way that it did, um, so I can't be, like, upset and I can't be, like, I can't, like, you know, be mad about it or sad about it, um, but... <laughs> that that um let's see what else um because i just just like when it ended i felt like i was being broken up with and then like realizing that i've never really been broken up with not like that um i did have somebody ditch me at like the homecoming dance um you know and then it, you know <laughs> the way that story played out was different um too but personally anywho <laughs> um i realized that i'd never really been broken up with like i only have I only have one ex and I definitely did the breaking up with <laughs> so I was like oh I was like is this what it feels like that's that's strange like you know um <laughs> I've, I've always I've always been the the um <laughs> that the the one that parted ways <laughs> and I guess I'm still that just because I I've kind of developed this sense about me personally that if I don't like something like I'll just like not do it anymore so maybe that's what that maybe that's what happened with with this project um and why it lost its traction but fortunately it's giving me a uh, you know time to focus on my other things and i realize how much i do have to do just me being me um but also money 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 and I hate that so much like I wish I really do wish I could just wake up in a place where that didn't matter so much um just because I hate it like there's there's so much that you know people there are so many people in the world um and there are so many beautiful people that are worth more than what is in their bank account or what is in their pocket or in their wallet um so when it comes to a sense of oh I um only to say that I like reposted an episode um, that I had like deleted out of respect, um, but then seeing that like that respect was not necessarily mutual, I reposted it because it made a lot of good points um, about you know just reality or what's happening in the industry, um, you know musically speaking or, or something or, or some such. Um, I think that 
reviewing reviewing this episode this weird um strange conversation that i was actually just trying to get some samples in the very beginning um because they you know had a live drum set and i i love i prefer the sound of live drums over like uh, midi or canned like there's just nothing like live and so you know i was playing around um and because in the project i was playing like i was on guitar synth vocals um doing like looping um we had uh, like a Nord drum, which is kind of like the the drum machine that I own personally. I have the the Alessa Strike multipad, but I was playing the Nord drum um, using a synth, um, Ableton for live looping, vocals. Uh, I was doing vocals um, and guitar, um, and then had a live drummer. But um, we were breaking, and so I was like, "Oh, let me get some samples," and then just kind of forgot I was recording, and then. <laughs> And then remembered, and I was like, oh, well, you know, might as well just let it, you know, we're rolling. Um, just because in a sense of just, like, it's, it's um, there's always something, you know, that to take from whatever's happening in the moment. Um, always, you know, and then, you know, just kind of deciding in a spur of the moment to post it. Because I was like, well, it's anonymous. It's not like, um, it's not like anybody's names are, are being... Um, you know, nobody's being exploited or nobody's being hurt. Um, and then and then kind of putting it out into the world um, experimentally, seeing like what its exact effects would be. Um, and then experiencing the exact effects, um, which is like, it's, it's kind of weird when you get what you want, but not in the way that you expected it. Um, and so like that, that was an interesting social experiment. I'm very, very grateful for it. I'm grateful for all the time I got to spend in the studio. But I think one conversation that we had like in the, in the episode was like very one-sided in a way that he was like, guys aren't looking at, you know, girls for what they're wearing and guys don't feel that, that way about girls. I think it was just kind of like, um, very, um, dang, I always get subjective subjective objective i don't know um it it was kind of one-sided in the sense that like i like every every person feels differently about everything um getting back onto the subject of i'm not a very materialistic person um i do like having nice things and then preserving them which is why a lot of the time i'll hold on to my money um or not get on a payment plan for something or or need to have that thing that's become so popular of instant gratification you know i'd rather just go to whole foods rather than getting it on amazon you know um because it's the same store that you're buying things from i didn't i didn't i didn't actually know that was the same thing until somebody was like oh, amazon and whole foods is owned by the same people and i was like oh that makes sense well you got my money but i would rather go into the store um and and get it than you know um online shopping or instant gratification because i can get something on a payment plan and then like having to pay it off over time i'd rather just like um you know um have have everything or save or like wait for it because like in the time that you're saving and waiting and being patient like something else might come up you know um that you know in in a way that because you know that you're saving for it it might come up in a way of manifesting or or you get that instant gratification but from the universe universally speaking rather than in a capitalistic um way um and so that just um solidifying my beliefs in in a number of systems but we were having this conversation about men and women and the way that um you know uh he was saying that like women seek things because of like security which is true um 
which is true in a number of ways, but also not because it's it, like me, like just 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 revisiting and reflecting on our conversation because I have to like comb through these episodes to make sure there's nothing, there's 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 nothing exploitable to the point that's going to destroy me or to the point where anybody that decides to be an enemy is going to to come to use this infor- information against me as has been in the past, you know. Um, so I I do comb through these episodes carefully. Um, and we were having this conversation about, like, how girls like well-dressed men because, like, it, um, like, I I don't know, like, it, 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 it kind of, like, that was the part of the conversation where I was like, oh, you know what, I disagree with what's being said, but, like, because of my, like, my type of personality, I'm just kind of, like, agreeing in a, in a social sense of the, the, like, I don't want to argue, um but like yeah it was kind of one-sided in the way it's like guys see girls this way and girls see guys this way and I I don't know I completely disagree because it's less about it's less about like material things as as it is uh, uh emotional and like um like physical need honestly um you know like not no, like oh he was at, he was saying like how how guys like seek out things that are going to pass pass on genetically through females and like girls see the same thing you know like it's it, like what what is going to give my offspring the most um the most possibility of actually succeeding and thriving in this in this weird um you know very competitive society so that um that um is is not you know, um, something necessarily that, that, like, in fact, if I see somebody with, like, a lot of materials, if I see somebody with, like, a lot of gold and chains on, or somebody that is, you know, obviously very rich looking, it actually is, like, a, (laughs) it's kind of, like, not, not necessarily a turnoff, but it's kind of like, I should stay away from this person, because this, this person is, you know, um, uh, presenting themselves as materialistic or greedy, um, you know, and the um, the the most wise people that I've met and very wealthy people that I've met, um, that the thing that I've learned from them is that like honestly, sometimes they they don't they like they run around in rags because of the way that people treat you when you are like dressing like you're rich as opposed to being actually rich or wealthy and and presenting yourself in another way um you know just just people 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 are gonna people um in the way that they people and so um yeah i try not to be materialistic or or um you know um present myself um, as a certain way when I don't like, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of money on, on clothes and and purses just to make myself look rich because it's going to affect the way that people, um, see me. And like it, I would rather just like save and wait to actually be able to have what is considered, um, a disposable income, but really no income is disposable. Every income that you make should be considered an investment. Everything that goes out that you get in should be considered an investment. So there's no real such thing as disposable income, but what is considered ex- excess, you know, like, uh, you know, when you have the abundance, you know, that's when you, that's when you invest in yourself. Like that's, that's when I see it as, as a, 
you know, the green light to invest in myself. Like, okay, now I can get new clothes because every, all of my, all of my primary needs are met. And this is not, this is money that could either be, um, that can sit, you know, or be invested in, in my, um, and into me invested into myself. Um, just because it's not, it doesn't make sense to go into debt, (laughs) you know, to have debt, to, to look a certain way when it's not doing anything for you. Um, so yeah, I think I've pretty much touched down on everything that is everything right now. I have to get, um, back into the story. I'm really, really excited. I have like a, I have a, a ciabatta bread from Trader Joe's that I'm super excited to eat. Um, I've been staying off the, the bread for a while. Um, like I, there's certain things that are very Hollywood about me and staying at a, you know, staying at a, um, acceptable weight by Hollywood standards has become unfortunately very important to me but also just because like it feels better to be healthy um you know it feels it feels good to be light on my feet so I try not to eat bread but I have a ciabatta roll from Trader Joe's Trader ciabatta roll from Trader Joe's I do need to eat and probably drink some water um ciabatta roll from Trader Joe's um and Trader Joe's makes a lot of good good delicious things um to eat and i'm actually gonna attempt homemade hummus uh today right now because i have some chickpeas too so (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna make some uh bell pepper hummus um and work on this story um uh, which you guys are getting uh, very very rapidly at this point again thank you for listening thank you for your support um and your understanding um, thank you for your your downloads and your your um, <laughs> your timekeeping, so to speak, because I guess I'm just like this weird like now I, at this point I'm losing flash drives everywhere I'm losing SD cards like I'm I'm missing mixtapes I'm like okay whatever I'm like um, you know just learning to let go of certain things and um, being as as minimalist as possible finally getting down to like it's been my goal to like be down to a literal carry on size bag um for a while for like a couple years now and like I got down to the almost carry-on size like a few months ago and I was like it's still too much too much stuff <laughs> this is I like everything that I own is in a carry-on bag um besides my records and my turntables which I keep very very um that is the the thing that I'm like very um you know I guess kind of like materialistic about just because like I have so many rare records and my turntables are discontinued um you know some of the some of the best um turntables that pioneer ever made um i have and so i don't let those things go because it's it's like 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 i said those things i consider investments in myself um but besides that everything that i roll with is like now in a carry-on bag um most of the clothes that i don't have in that bag are just throwaway clothes um because i realized that it's been years that i've just been at the gym every day and so like i'm just like oh i don't even need these like these are just like workout clothes that i can like throw away when i'm done with them <laughs> so um like my gym clothes are, are disposable because i don't like you know um i don't care what i look like when i'm working out i'm not at the gym to be fucking cute like i am but i'm not there to impress anybody or meet anybody um which is funny because i do i do realize that the gym can be like a social thing for other people anyway i'm running on um I think that's it. I think that's all the audience needs to know right now. Um, that's everything I needed to get out in the open and in the clear to move forward with the rest of this season. Um, which is so, it has so many complexities. So that, 
um thank you for listening uh i appreciate you and everything um yeah enjoy i would say enjoy the music but there's less music that than there is story um and recreating the entire series from one is literally gonna take me at least 30 hours and i i don't know if i can i can do that right now i don't know if i can mix for the next 30 hours straight and it (laughs) you know and it be cool to listen to or you know um even cool to do as much as I love mixing I don't want to stand here for the next 30 hours and do that so um yeah um thank you thank you thank you for being a part of this um 100 and let's see one hour and 30 one hour and three minutes and 33 34 35 seconds so thank you for listening um and taking this journey with me Um, Until next time. I still don't know how to end these things. So, um, yeah, until next time.